Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Christine Guthrie here, and you are listening to another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Welcome! In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Today, we're sitting down with Charlie Backer, the maker of Hot Charlie's Hot Sauces and Hot Sauce Dust. We had both been following each other on social media for quite a while, but this was actually the first time we had met in person. Charlie is a super friendly and open guy, and our conversation runs the gamut of a bunch of topics besides hot sauce, like his experience with becoming sober, his former life of studying to be a priest, and how Hot Charlie's came to be when he unexpectedly was let go from his job. Also, did you happen to know that Charlie used to be in a band called the Priesty Boys? True story. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy our conversation with Charlie Backer. Is it already on? Yeah, we have. Oh wow! <laughs> no yeah. f bombs, no profanity. It's been good. It's been clear. No, you can you, do that. You, if you can if you want to. Okay. You don't have to. Okay. If you feel the need to. Okay. Yeah, we're rolling. We're ready to go. How awesome. are you today? I'm fantastic. Awesome. You know, I made it. I I slid a little bit here. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I made it. Good. Good. Well, wonderful. Glad you know we had to reschedule two days ago, but we we made it here, so we're good. Mm-hmm. Um. Tell us about what you brought for us to sip on this. All right, I brought Well Bean Heavenly Body Golden Weed. Mm-hmm. My my favorite is actually their Hell Razor one, mm-hmm. but my guy was out of it. So this yeah. one, I think the next one I really want to try is that uh, they have a coffee stout one. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. It's delicious. But in, in Oakville, we don't have that yet. Oh, so that's really? where I am. I'm from oh. South County. It's, I gotcha. yeah, so it's it I, spreads I, out. I have to go like bit. a fresh time or something like that to get the good mm. stuff. Gotcha. Should we actually swap them out, one of ours? I don't know, if you want to. Would you like to try I it? I would love to try one. I'll, sure, I'll yeah. trade you. Cool. Yeah. We bought some, um, a six pack for, for the impending snowstorm yeah. the other day. We got it at uh, Parker's Table. Where's that located? That's, uh, do you know where the Cheshire is? Yeah. Cheshire, yeah, it's kind of just down the street from there. You just made my entire day. <laughs> like, I'm so excited to try this beer. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, the Intrepid Traveler. Oh, yes, of course. Thanks. Waffles, we just open them up. Okay. Oop, here we go. All right, so this is the Wellbeing. And this is supposed to be the, the first NA coffee stout, is that right, I think? Uh, Maybe so. In the, in the world, so. in ever. Yeah. Really? Wow. Oh, cheers. Oh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. cheers. That's great. I don't need to make coffee anymore in the yeah. morning. I can just go straight to the Wellbeing beer. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. And the fact that it's local, you know, that's that's awesome. I love that. Have you ever met Tom Palaska? I have not met Tom. I've I've I correspond with him once on Facebook, but I've I've met the other some of the other people behind Wellbeing. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, so we haven't met anyone with the brewery yet. Mm-hmm. We're we're waiting there. But yeah. We know Tom Palaska pretty well. Uh, he's doing a bang up job with this. He is yeah. so good at what he does. Yeah, he's. So. It seems like they're they're just blowing up right now. I mean, mm-hmm. like nationally, they're just getting to some great play, which is awesome, because I mean, especially like me being like a sober guy. 
having a delicious beer is huge as opposed to going like to O'Doul's or Beck's and it's like for yeah. so long like, that's just that was my go-to like you I'm out at a bar I'm not going to get O'Doul's because everybody's like oh he's the non-drinker you can pick Beck's and just suffer but nobody's really going to know what it is <laughs> and then well-being came out it's like oh holy crap this tastes you know it tastes just like a regular beer without the, the threat of doing something stupid yeah. you know totally I agree yeah glad glad they finally came up with a good product mm-hmm. it's very nice it is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, Charlie, tell everybody, who are you? So, my name is Charlie Backer. I own a local hot sauce company called Hot Charlie's. We launched in August 2017. It's been a hot sauce that I've been making for like seven years at home. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about being sober, um, some of my friends got pretty drunk a couple of years ago. And they were blowing my phone up all weekend. Like, dude, you need to start selling this hot sauce. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're just drunk. And so I I made a Facebook page and I sold five bottles the first week, which I think like, this is great. And then soon enough, it went up to 50 bottles a week, mm-hmm. which I liked, but my wife and kids and, and dogs hated it because I'm dealing with so many hot peppers. Mm-hmm. And it took me like a few weeks into doing it to realize that I can wear gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, so bath time, my my son and daughter didn't talk to me for a good good week or so, wow. but um, then I realized I couldn't legally make it from home. Mm-hmm. And I worked with a bottler and I had zero experience with food industry like mm-hmm. my experience like i've i've worked in upper level like hr operations and sales um so i had a thousand bottles leaving the assembly line and i'm like well what the hell am i going to do with this mm-hmm. and my guy i have a, a bow tie on the label and so i'm like well i'm i'll make my first bottle of john pertzborn fox 2 and i said this is the first bow tie friendly hot sauce <laughs> and that's what got me on fox 2 that's what got me my first sales and got me my first retailer Wow. So it it just all sort of happened from there, and uh, the next month I released a ghost pepper sauce, and we ended 2017 about four or five retailers, and uh, yeah, so that's that's who I am. I have the hot trailers company. We have two different hot sauces. We also have a, a dry version called hot sauce dust. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um, is this your full time job now? Yes. Wow. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. So good for you. Yeah. A year ago. Um, the company I was working for eliminated my division. Mm. So I'm sitting there, I'm driving home and I'm like, what the hell am I going to tell my wife? Because yeah. I'd been doing this for a couple of years. Was that a surprise? Oh yeah. Complete surprise. Oh. Mm. And, um, now it all makes sense on why that happened because the, my company ended up getting bought out by a company that already specialized in my division. So they didn't mm. need my people. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there at home and I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do? Mm. And I, you know, definitely was depressed for a couple of months just trying to think, why did this happen to me? What am I going to do? And I just got to a point one day where I was just tired of laying around and, and being depressed. And I just went out there. Um, you ever seen the movie Billy Madison? Yes. Okay. There's a mm-hmm. part where I think he's in first grade and Miss Lippy is his teacher is reading him a, a story about the dog that lost his way. And he's like, you need to get out there and you got to find that effing dog. And so I just woke up one day. I'm like, I got to pay the mortgage. I've got a wife and two kids. I got a couple dogs. And so I just went out there and just started selling. And I went from five retail locations and we ended last year in about 90. Wow, that's amazing. So I just, it just changed everything where I couldn't make it. I mean, Hot Charlie's is, it was, it's truly a passion project of mine, but it shifted from, okay, this is just something I do fun on the side to like, okay, I have to grow. I have to be able to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And which is awesome because it, it sort of pushed me against the wall and it forced me to 
get used to being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And we are in some phenomenal retailers now, and it's it is an absolute blast. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So how long did you have your previous job? Uh, three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. So, so I. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know it was something where that's the only job you ever had ever. And somebody, mm -hmm. you know, that that would be horrific. That would be that would be scary. <laughs> and as scary as this was, like there were times like. So this past May, I was driving. I was actually driving down here, down your area, and maybe it was like by Cherokee, and I got an email from somebody because I had I had no money in my bank account. I was probably negative at the time, mm. and I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay my mortgage. I don't know how I'm gonna buy my groceries. And I got an email from somebody named Chris, and I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, hey dude, he's like, I've been following you on Instagram the last six months. He's like, I'm so proud of you busting your ass out there every day. He's like, we would love to pick up all three of your products in all 20 of our locations. And it turns out he's the, one of the owners of Supplement Superstore. Mm. And like, I pulled over and it's like, as an entrepreneur, like you're by yourself so much during the day. It's like, I couldn't call my wife cause she's a teacher. Couldn't call my friends cause they're working. So I just pulled over the side of the road and started crying. I'm like, thank God that this happened. <laughs> and from there it's just, you know, we're expanding. We're in all the, you know, the fresh times like Lucky Market and, and, hmm. I'd say our specialty is working with like the mom and pops. Like mm -hmm. that's where we really enjoy. Like that's where I really enjoy working. Um, and then another movie quote is Tommy Boy. They said <laughs> Tommy Boy's dad could sell a ketchup lollipop to a lady in white gloves. And I always butcher that quote. <laughs> um, I'm the complete opposite of that. I can't BS a sale. Like if I, even like with, with me and, and, and if I was in a professional role, if I'm not selling a service that is saving somebody money or bettering their life, I can't do it. Like I can't mm. sleep at night. Yeah. So with Hot Charlie's, it's like, yeah, like I have, like I like working with those smaller ones because in the end, it's going to go back into their community. It's going to support their family when they make money off of me mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. And it's like, I really like knowing people. Like I suck at business relationships because I can't use somebody. Um, but if I can actually build like a personal connection with somebody, like that just means a lot. A lot more to me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. What's been um, the easiest and the hardest aspect of building this company for you? The easiest is coming up with the sauce. Mm -hmm. And that's like a really fun. Mm -hmm. The hardest part is I suck at patience. And <laughs> um, with anything, anytime you grow a business, it takes time. You have to get people to buy into what you're doing. You have to get people to try it. Mm -hmm. um, so the hardest part is just dealing with those lows. It'd be one thing if I had a full-time job and I didn't need any money to support my family. Then it's like, yeah, it's like there would be no pressure. But like the fact that I can't just sit there and wait for a call or wait for somebody to introduce me to somebody like that's it really made me uncomfortable and but in that it's like that like that struggle it's like I learned and I got I got better because of it mm -hmm. and like it's also like me like another scary part initially was meeting chefs like they really scared me for some reason <laughs> like I always had this fear like the soup Nazi Nazi from Seinfeld like they're, yeah. they're gonna yell at me and I've become really good friends with CJ Behrman he's uh, like the barbecue madman the main guy at, at patios and I was talking to him one day, and I'm like, I want to go stop by the Noodle House people because they look really cool. He's like, dude, just go out there and talk to Kui. And I'm like, yeah, but they're, they're scary. They're going to be mean to me. <laughs> and and that was like the first step where I went out there, and they are so nice. Like, oh, Kui, yeah. Ladley, oh, yeah. Will, you know, Will, they're all super nice. Yeah. And that has been, I don't know, like the food industry, they're, they're filled with like a lot of really nice people. Well, yeah. Especially in St. Louis, I think. Yeah. It's really known for that. For just being really collaborative, 
no one's really trying to close down another person's business. Mm-hmm. All trying to support each other. So it's been a very cool time here. Yeah, been. and people are just they're nice. They're supportive. And like the thing like I realized like with myself, it's like people don't like my product that doesn't say anything about me. It's like same like I like Tabasco. I'm only gonna put Tabasco on certain things. And it's just finding people out there and just being able to start the conversation. Like this is what I do and I'm trying to support my family, but it's just at the end of the day, I'm trying to deliver a hot sauce that's I think that's different than what most people are used to. Yeah. And it's been it's been fun. The scariest ride of my life, but it's been fun. Yeah, good. And uh, what really inspired you doing the hot sauce in the first place? Where did that come from? So my brother and I, we were really little. Um, you know those at Steak and Shake, they have those pepper containers? We yes. used to chug those. <laughs> and uh, very bad. Got very sick. Yeah, I remember throwing. I remember throwing that up, and it was just peppers everywhere. Um, but we had always been huge into like trying spicy things, and so it was like a they're gonna have a Super Bowl party like eight years ago, and I'm like I want to make something because I really like like Frank's Red Hot, mm-hmm. and then I really like um, uh, Dave's Insanity, which is like a that's like a million Scoville ghost pepper sauce, but like I wanted something like right in the middle of that, mm-hmm. so that's when I started playing with peppers and. And fresh garlic and, and some other spices and that's where I made it eight years ago and then I just sort of made it over the years and um, I remember I woke up a couple of years ago like before I even launched Hot Charlie's and I, I woke up one morning I told my wife I'm like you know what one day I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna be a hot sauce salesman <laughs> and I still can't say that to this day without laughing like what the hell went wrong in your life because I studied to be a I studied to be a Catholic priest for seven years and it's like okay Wow. Go from that to be like, okay, I'm going to sell hot sauce. And sure enough, within the next year, it's like, that's all I do. Like, I go out there and I have people try my hot sauce and it's, it's fun. Mm. Yeah. Can you tell us at all about what, what type of peppers you have in your sauce? Yeah, I have uh, fresh, in both sauces, like my base is made out of like fresh chipotle peppers, habaneros, and cayenne peppers. Okay. And then the only difference with the ghost pepper is I just added ghost pepper to that base. Yeah. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But like the the harder thing with that is using fresh garlic because mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of other sauces out there are going to use like powdered and things like that. But like I feel like using like real garlic it adds a different texture to it. Mm-hmm. But because of that I had a I actually have to be in a glass bottle because it's be cooked to a certain temperature <coughs> to burn yeah. out all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And then. Uh, so you had the two sauces first mm-hmm. and then the powder. Yeah. And I was not intending to come out with the powder. Yeah. Um, it was January of this past year that I, I created it. <clears throat> and, um, I remember talking to my bottler one day. I'm like, oh yeah, we're all good to go and whatever. And a couple weeks later he texted me. He's like, Hey dude, I got your bottles done. And I'm like, I don't even have labels. I don't have anything. And so I got my labels designed, got those all printed and the, hot sauce dust has been like the true game changer hmm. just the amount of people that you know they use it for their meal prep especially like the health community they use it for the meal prep they put it on popcorn um hmm. i never thought that that would take off mm-hmm. like i thought like it was just all gonna be about hot sauce because like i love like i know as a dad we shouldn't favor a child but like my favorite <laughs> is the ghost pepper sauce uh-huh. and then this dust came out and like that's like what the customers like like they're going we, we hmm. I remember going through like batches um, initially, like in the first like month, it's like every other week trying to reorder and keep up with demand, and it was really humbling and awesome. But like, yeah. I think like that's been like the most fun part is meeting these people out on the street that have tried my sauce mm-hmm. that don't know me because like, I think like initially, you know, everybody that buys from me in the first couple months, 
typically they're gonna be like your friends and family or like pretty close relation mm-hmm. and like now we're at the point where i can be like a starbucks and somebody can see my jacket like hey you know i love really love that hot sauce you you know that guy i'm like hey that is me <laughs> and i the, the picture of the logo it was actually when i was at my previous job i was on in on an elevator i took a picture of myself and uh i didn't know how like i suck at graphic design like, uh-huh. my mind just does i i respect those people and uh i used fiverr okay if you ever use fiverr it's like a an app where you can figure out freelancers my freelancer might have been from north korea but she did a great job Uh and it's it's just the whole thing is just learning throughout the way and figuring out like trying to go with your gut like what feels right and what feels good um i remember initially if you guys been to southern okay um the day before i was supposed to release my ghost pepper sauce um southern has one called Cluckin' hot, I think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so I ordered double clucking because I was like, oh. I've been testing ghost pepper for the past couple months. And mm. I'm good. Double. <laughs> so I was eating it. I was fine. One of my coworkers tried it and in- instantly ran to the bathroom. Oh. And I'm like, wow. well, that's weird. And so I <laughs> ate weird. it. I was fine. And then I woke up at three o'clock in the morning. Throwing up ghost pepper is so bad because it just burns. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be on Fox 2 in five hours. And oh, I'm here throwing up from ghost pepper sauce. <laughs> um, but it's it's been it's been a blast. Like just like meeting people every day. Like it I don't know. Like I can say but when I was okay, so when I was studying to be a priest, uh, we had like spiritual directors, like priests that you would meet with that would help you. I remember meeting with one of these guys, and he's like, you know, your goal at the end of the, each day is to say, you know, God, I gave you my all, and then you should be able to sleep soundly. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's my goal every day, especially with Hot Charlie. Is like, I want to treat people with respect. I want to live with integrity, and I want to make a better life for my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. If I can say I did those three things and I helped somebody, like, that's what matters. So, it's like, I can't, I can't be mean to people. Like, it's just very difficult. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's just been, I never thought, like I, I did a, did a podcast, um, a few months ago with St. Louis counseling and we're talking about like entrepreneurship and mental health. And he's like, well, if you ever come out with a book, it's like, what would it be? I'm like entrepreneurship, the disease. Cause like, I think that <laughs> entrepreneurs, they think they view life differently mm-hmm. <clears throat> where like things don't usually logically make sense. Like it doesn't logically make sense for somebody that's an HR professional to be like, oh, I'm going to start a hot sauce company yeah. and I'm going to be right. in a hundred store or, you know, whatever. I'm going to do this <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to somehow support my wife and kids. And it, it happened and it's been, it's been awesome. Cool. cool. Really awesome. Cool. I want to backtrack to uh, your former life as a, as a priesthood. Yeah. Please tell us about that. So back in the day, there used to be what was called a high school seminary. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I was in eighth grade, and I was at the local seminary here called Kenner Glenn and just visiting. And one of the priests said, well, when are we going to get you to the high school seminary? And my mom was like, well, you know, be, you know, there's no prep south or prep north. So back in the day, there were these high school seminaries where you just go to during the day. <clears throat> and he's like, oh, we have this high school up in Hannibal, Missouri called St. Thomas. And my mom said, it'll be a cold day in hell before I ever let my baby boy go to Hannibal. Mm. And I went up there, and I fell in love with the place. And I moved up there. By, like It was a boarding school. So it was me and 28 other guys that were taught by priests and, and uh, monks. And um, yeah, I did that for four years up in Hannibal. Then came back and did about three years at Kenrick Glennon, where we did part of it at mm. SLU. Wow. <clears throat> so it was an awesome experience. I was actually in a band um, called the Priesty Boys. <laughs> Isn't that pretty good? That, that's that's we, pretty good. We didn't get as popular as you would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I did it. And then it got to a point because I'd, I'd been in there for seven years and I always had the thought in my mind, you know, should I be married? Should I date? Should I be single? Like, I, would I want to be a, like a monk? Mm-hmm. And I decided to take some time off and eventually ended up getting married and had a couple kids. Can't go back now. Yeah. But um, I have a lot of great friends that are priests and bishops mm-hmm. and really respect that vocation. But it's, I mean, it's truly, it's, that's a calling to... I, mean, I I love it right now. I can go home to my wife and kids, and I have that support group. And you know, priests they have to rely on on their parishioners and their fellow mm-hmm. priests. Um, but yeah, that was that was an awesome time of my life. Cool. And I remember like for so long after that, I was wondering like, you no, know, did I fail? Did I miss my calling? Mm-hmm. But it just eventually like things just start lining up in life where you realize that there's a, a bigger purpose mm-hmm. and something different that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And how old were you when you uh, left that? Um, it was three days after I turned 21. Wow. 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 So from 14 to 21. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Well, we, can't, we can't all be priests. So. No, no, we can't. <laughs> right, right. So we all, we all are priests. Of even kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so you're fine what you're doing because, you know, you, yeah. yeah, everyone's supposed to be priests. Yeah, I got a couple kids now. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, my high school seminary actually closed. So I was the last graduate of wow. it. And I don't huh. think they exist anymore. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Huh, I had no idea about that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay, now something else that happened in the past, not too long ago. So yeah. I saw a video of you and a couple fine gentlemen this past summer when you had a hot sauce eating contest. Yeah, hot pho. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, I had, te- I had texted Kui like a couple months before because I saw something online. I'm like, hey, dude, why don't we do a, a competition, like a hot I'll, I'll challenge him to whatever he can make in-house. And he texts me back. He's like, hold on. And like a month later, I'm like, dude, you know, what are we going to do with this? And he's like, oh, here's the details are coming out. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I thought what it was going to be is just, you know, I just come to Nudo, just him and I and a couple of the other guys or gals, and we would just eat something hot that they made. And then um, Will got behind it and made something <laughs> just terrible. Um, <laughs> like Will is good like, at that. Like my experience with like even like Carolina Reaper, like I can deal with natural heat mm-hmm. because it's natural. It's gonna flow out. You're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. And then he made it oil based, and he added some extracts in there. And so I'm sitting across from Steve Ewing, and I'm looking at him like, dude, I can't do this. Like I know, <laughs> I like I experienced what the ghost pepper did to me. I can't do this. And so I, I you know, it was it was a it was a great event. Uh, Colton Wong, I think it raised a decent amount of money for his his charity. Mm-hmm. But the pain that those things can do. And did you guys see? I think it was big last year, like the one chip challenge. Yes, I was about to mention that. Yeah. And they only came out with I think they did it for two rounds. Um, one of my retailers gave me one and I was supposed to do it, the challenge with him the day I released the ghost pepper sauce, but because I was up the night before all sick, um, I postponed that. So I was at home and I'm like, I'm gonna do a Facebook live. So I did a Facebook live of me eating this chip. And for the first 15 minutes, it was just me coughing and chugging a gallon of milk. The next two hours I was laying in my bed with chills. And for the next week, I don't think my stomach was the same. So it's like my mind, like I can get on these tangents where I want to try something crazy spicy every couple months, but like if it falls within that, I'm like, like my body's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You well, not do that. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is your uh, body starting to kind of go, like reject that sort of stuff a little bit as you grow older? It's much more sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, I could eat whatever I wanted <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't, here. I wouldn't feel bad. Um, ghost pepper. I'm good at that level. Yeah. Like I can do that. Um, Carolina Reaper is just, it's just terrible. Yeah. Have you ever heard of pure capsaicin? Like pure cap? Yeah. 
Actually, uh, back in the day, like when I was a uh, young and uh, some of my friends got some of the stuff from Chicago. He had to sign a waiver to get it. It was pure caps in, in yeah. a bottle. And we had to, we basically had a big crock of like refried beans. We put like, just three drops of it. And it was almost inedible. It was that spicy. Oh my gosh. Um, it was that and crazy. And we tried to put a little bit of nachos and it was just so spicy. We couldn't even eat just a little tiny bit of it. It was just yeah. like instant burning, instant just agony. Yeah. You know, tongue swelling up. Yeah, and that's like, even like when I was coming out with the hot sauces, like there's always going to be people that it's not hot enough for, and there's always, there's also people like, <clears throat> that think my original sauce is too hot, like my best friend, hmm. he's like, can you just make it like a non-hot version of Hot Charlie's? I'm like, what am I just going to call it Charlie? It's just like, gar- <laughs> it's garlic, you Charlie know, like sauces. what, you know, <laughs> and so I was like, that's what it's like, I would love to come out with like a crazy hot one, but it's like the, the hotter mm. you get, like the smaller the niche is, yeah. sure, yeah, and... I don't know, like, I really, like, my whole focus on Hot Charlie's is to be, you know, focus on the flavor of the pepper, not mm. the heat. So even, like, my ghost pepper sauce, where, like, ghost pepper mm. are typically, like, around a million on the scope, but, like, my hot sauce is probably, like, 10,000. It's, like, about the level of, like, Tabasco. Mm. Sure. Just because I don't want, I don't know, it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, so remain accessible to people. Yeah, I yeah. want people to be able to try it and enjoy it. <laughs> And usually, like, that's where it's, like, fun going out and doing, de- like, demos and sampling because people can be scared of the ghost pepper. But once they try it, like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You know? But it's just getting people to be open to that. Instantly, people see the ghost pepper sauce, like, oh, my gosh, that's too hot. I'm going to get sick. It's like, well, you might. I mean, I, like I always say when I'm doing these demos, like, nobody's died, you know, yet. But I'm just waiting <laughs> yeah. for that one person. It ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Don't die. Just be yeah. difficult. <laughs> you just got to ruin my marketing now. That's right. Now you just got to work that much harder. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Uh, Charlie, so when you go out with your wife or your wife and your family, tell us about some meals or dishes that you've had lately around town you know, that you think people ought to know about. Okay, well, I, I have to say Cyborg's just because that, that was just today. Mm-hmm. I really like Cyborg's wings. Like, their sauce is so delicious. And I think I'm just born, like, raised on that. Yeah. Um, that is probably one of my favorite ones recently. Um, this weather, it would be the Miso Spicy from Nudo. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's good. I really like that. Uh, Patio's, they do a uh, chicken wing that he smokes for, like, six hours. And then he flash fries it right before he serves it. Mm. And it's just, it's really good. So you're a wingman? I love wings. Mm. <clears throat> I, I, f- it took me a long time to figure out how to cook wings. Mm. I'm still afraid of the fryer. Mm. So my whole thing is being able to learn how to grill it. And because uh, for so long, I, I try like, you know, boiling wings. Mm. Um, it doesn't taste good. Yeah. Uh, throw into the oven and it just doesn't have that texture. I think like the next thing that I want to try is like an air fryer. Like mm. I've never tried that. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any particular favorite wings? The favorite wings is going to be Patio's. Patio's has my favorite. Um, second to that, Fraley's in South County does like mm. a grilled wing. Mm. That's really good. Gia's in South County does like a ghost pepper wing. Mm. Um, mm. It's just, and oddly enough, like Hooters. Like I <laughs> like the way that they bread their wings. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It's all right. Cool. Yeah, that's they're, what they're good. Yeah. And. It's just, yeah, I'm pretty simple. When it comes to a lot of the food and things that, like, food or drinks, whatever, it's like, I just, yeah, I'm very, very simple. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, next question. We can pass if you want. I know I saw on your Instagram, or maybe it was your Facebook, like, <clears throat> I guess it was in the last year or two, so you announced that you quit drinking. Yeah. Right? Can mm. you talk about that? Yeah. Um, like yeah, absolutely. So, March 
2017, I, I quit drinking. I had struggled with alcohol. Um, I know people say, oh, you know, I'm an alcoholic. They go to AA meetings, and I completely support people that go to AA meetings. But, like, for myself, it's like I more or less just abused alcohol. Like, my wife, we could watch a, a blues game. And my wife would open up a, a beer, and at the end of the game, it would still be full. I'm like, how the hell did you just do that? Like, I'm like, open a bottle of wine. I'm like, do I have another bottle? <laughs> and so it actually just got to the point where I realized my my drinking, it, it wasn't something that was good for me. Almost like a celiac realizing that I can't eat gluten. It's like, well, I'm not going to eat gluten. It's going to make me feel like crap. It's like, well... If I drink, it it makes me regret things, mm-hmm. and uh, I've yeah I've really gotten public about that, which has been, if you were to see me even like a year ago, like I would never open up, um, but the more I've opened up about my sobriety and what led to it or how I've been, it's it's amazing the response, like mm-hmm. how many people, especially Instagram, so I have like on Instagram my personal page is called Sober Charlie. And the amount of people that are reaching out to me daily, just like whether it be professionals or just regular people that are struggling with alcohol. And it's like, it, you want to think that an alcoholic is somebody that's going to the liquor store first thing in the morning. They're, they're walking around with this, you know, paper bag. With, yeah. without, it's like, no, it's like, it could be somebody just in the next cubicle or somebody that's, most people are functional alcoholics. They just get home, they're going to drink. And, and I think our society is so conditioned that it's just normal. You are, you know, you have a celebration, you have stress, you have joy whatever there's going to be a, a reason to drink but i think there are those people out there like myself that they just don't have that that switch they can't turn it off mm-hmm. and that was really really difficult for me um but now it's like i'm, I'm almost two years sober and mm. i'm very grateful for it cool awesome yeah. Yeah. thank you yeah yeah but, you know, but no, uh, I mean, it's really cool. We had Tom Alaska on this yeah. podcast. It was really neat to talk to him about. And there's a lot of other, like, especially people in the industry who mm-hmm. are really focused on being sober. And it just really kind of, big, especially in St. Louis, I think there's a really movement, a big movement going on right mm-hmm. now where people are just tired of destroying themselves every day. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, for some people, it's something they, they, they're, when they're not working, they're drinking. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I met with this great guy, Ian. Um, he writes for St. Louis Magazine. Oh, Ian nice... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, maybe not. No, 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 not for St. Louis Magazine. Oh, you're right, you're right. Another right. Ian. Right, thank you. I should remember his last oh, name. Oh, Ian, uh, Ian. Is he uh, Scottish? Yes. Yes, I have met hey, him. Super nice guy. Yeah, awesome guy. So yeah. he reached out to me on my personal page, and he's like, hey, we'd love to do an article. And they did a great write-up on, you know, the Sober Charlie and things that I'm trying to do. But it's just interesting when you when you try to, I, th- I think now it's it's okay to talk about that, but I think for, for so long, and this also could just be age, when you're in your 20s and you're surrounded by people drinking, that's, that's what they do. They go out, they party, they mm-hmm. drink. And it's like, in your 30s, and it's like, well, that's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you can't drink like everybody else. But it's like just trying to share your struggles um, from a place of brokenness. Like, the thing with me that it came up to me in, in May, like this idea to be so genuine it hurts. Like, I'm like, okay, well, that, that's easy to do. It's, it's, it should be easy to be yourself. Um, but I really struggle with that because I think for so long I wanted to be like a people pleaser. Like I wanted everybody to like me. And then when people didn't like me, like I took it as like a personal, like I'm like, I'm not good enough. I'm not, what am I failing at here? And then I would try like unhealthily, I tried to fix that. Like, but it's like, it's just realizing that people, certain people are not going to like you for no matter what you do. And that's where it's like really taking the point over the past couple of weeks. It's like, you know, it's better to be hated for you, who you are than love for who you're not. Because, like, 
I can try to be fake. I can try to be something. But if I'm trying to be fake, people are still going to dislike that Charlie. You know, I would rather just be genuine and let people not like me for who I am. And it's just trying to have the right intentions and be, you know, treat people with respect. But that's like the whole be genuine. I think that came from the sobriety is, okay, I can't. Because like me becoming sober helped me to, another movie quote, uh, Shrek. Hmm. Um, ogres are like onions. And I realized that with myself as I peeled back the alcohol and I couldn't drink anymore. Then I realized like my own struggles with like depression and anxiety. And like for so long I had been numbing that by drinking. And so I was like, well, then I started talking to a therapist and I realized, you know, issues and, and things that I had to work on. And then as I got to this, this point where it's like, you know, I said like entrepreneurship is a disease. I, I hit so many lows last year, like financially and emotionally that all, and it helped, I think, studying to be a priest because like, I really felt like I hit rock bottoms and like all I could turn to is, is God. And it's like for the, for the first time I felt like in my life, you know, my relationship with my wife was the strongest it's ever been. My relationship, my, me being present to my kids was the strongest that it ever is. Um, my finances just weren't there. But like there were so many other times in my life where it's like I could say I have the finances, but like was I being a good dad and husband? Maybe not as good as I could have been. So it's like I, I had to learn to really just take it one day at a time and try to focus on I, like my goal at the end of each day is like I want to be the best dad and husband that I can be. Then everything else from there is going to flow. Um, but for so long, it's like, I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. I wanted to become a vice president. I wanted to, you know, do these, these big things. Then eventually just got, it broke down really simple. It's like, I was so broken from life and feeling like I was a failure financially that I'm like, I have nothing else to stand on, but my wife and kids, no, not stand. I don't didn't stand on them, but mm-hmm. you know, stand with them. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just changed my whole outlook. Mm-hmm. Like how I view friendships, how I view view life in anybody that's around me. Like I really try to control like my inner circle just because, um, whether it be the sobriety or mental health, it's like, I know how vulnerable I can be. And I think how vulnerable a lot of people can be. They, you know, like quotas and you're like, you're the sum of the five people you spend time with. And it's like, well, if I'm allowing these people to have an impact on my life, it's like, well, I, I need to have some ownership and control that with myself. Which, again, was very difficult because I wanted to always be that people pleaser. I wanted everybody to like me no matter what. Um, you know, if somebody were to go drinking, I'm the drinking buddy. I'll, I'll be there for them. And it's like, eventually, I don't know if it's like being selfish. I think I, view, I viewed it as like being selfish in the beginning. But I just realized it's really just about like self-perseverance. Like you need to be able, if the stronger that you are as a person, the better you're going to be towards everybody else. But it took me a really long time really long time to realize that mm. I think a lot longer than I wanted it to be yeah. but I'm grateful now like now I can look Good. back at the past year or the past couple of years and I can say all the lows that I hit um whether it be with my drinking or whether it be with mental health or whether it be with finances that have it has made me into the person that I am today um yeah where I'm I'm happy awesome I'm at peace yeah but I I don't think you're like even six months ago I would have been happy with where I'm at like I would have mm. I always would have thought that I had to do something more. And it's like once I stopped worrying as much about the external and focusing on the internal, it's like my life completely changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Maybe it's a little bit of uh, seeking Instagram fame and stuff like that. Yeah, too. maybe so. <laughs> yeah, how many likes do we get from this post? Oh, no, they didn't like it. Yeah. What did we do wrong? You know, yeah. They're not sharing or commenting enough, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. hard. I mean, like, 
people wanting to be active on social media. Like that's like been like something I've really struggled with. Like I want to be active on Instagram, like the sober Charlie stuff and help people. But it's like, I also can't chase that. Like I can't look for that validation, which again, mm-hmm. is so opposite for how I've always been. I always wanted other, everybody sure. else's validation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just those things that I've, I've realized. Um, like I, when I was meeting with supplement superstore, the first time I met with a guy and I was like, I hate the word hustle. It just always, it's always so, it's not like a douche word. And, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like, it, it's, 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 that's the reality. Like you have to hustle. If you're going to grow a business or get your product out there, like, you have to do things and, and be present to people and sell. And, and, but yeah, I never liked that word Yeah. until mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I got to, you know, pay, pay for a mortgage. And, right. and it's like, well, I'm going to get out there and yep. I figure out a way to do it. You got to do what mm-hmm. you got to do. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I personally am allergic to sloganeerism. Like I hate phrases like teamwork. Dream teamwork makes a dream work. It's like, just you know, you don't have to say that phrase. Right. You know, just like or you know, it's always kind of got to me a little bit. It's like, what? Well, we don't have to say it. We can just do what we're supposed to do anyway. And just right. Like, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's a. Uh, I'm trying to think what other words I don't like. I'm trying to think. There's some word I can't remember what it is. Uh, oh. Yeah. And you, you you make a face when I say, oh, I hate that word. <laughs> so, I'll remind you the next yeah, speaker. Yes. Mm. I hate peas. That could be a word. Like Peas oh, yeah. are the worst to me. I, I used to hate mushrooms, but then I got real mushrooms. And I was like, oh, these are great. Really? Yeah, because when I was a kid, I had the uh, little tiny, little rubber canned mushrooms mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Then I got like hand in the woods and stuff like that. I was like, oh, these are really good. Mm. So maybe it's not, maybe it's not like a... You don't, you don't hate the word hustle. I hate the way people say it. Right, and that could be it. Because like, you're you, expecting this effect out of you. Because like, oh, you, yeah, see, you yeah. see these people on it, some of these people on Instagram, I, I, I'm not dogging the people that are like in their 20s, but like the early 20s were like, they you know, say like, you know, I'm, I'm a hustling entrepreneur. I'm like, you live in your parents' basement. You don't, you don't. <laughs> and again, like there's totally different, like different types of entrepreneurs out yeah, there. Yeah. They're the ones that are like, like me, where it's like out there struggling, like having no money. Yeah. And then you have those people that, you know, that they can live in their parents' basement, which there's no right way to get there. Yeah. There's just different ways. Sure. But it's like, yeah, people are saying like, I'm, I'm hustling. It's like, well, you know, you're hustling to make it home for mom and make your mac and cheese in time. It's like, you know, it's just, it's just different. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. being, able, being able to just to talk to people and realize like, um, just we're all on different paths and being able to respect people mm-hmm. where they are at their current point. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, I don't know. Like I didn't think that entrepreneurship would change me as much as it mm-hmm. did. But, um, it's been awesome. Like, I'm just, as I said earlier, I'm just really grateful for who I, who I am now. And, uh, you know, hopefully what's ahead for this year, it will be, it'll be a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start just wrapping things up. Just yeah. a couple more questions here and there. Uh, so speaking about what you just said a couple seconds ago, can you tell everybody what what are your plans for two thousand? I can't. You can't. Oh okay. no, I can't. I can tell you when this stops recording. Oh my gosh! All right. Things are um, happening. No, I did. A, I did a poll the other day on on my Facebook page, like people asking, like you know, what new products could I come out with this year? Because mm-hmm. like I would love to come out with like a salad dressing with my ghost mm-hmm. pepper sauce. Yeah. Like that's kind of fun. Like yeah. I I've, I've got it created. There's a barbecue sauce that I created years ago, but I think. Right now, there are so many delicious barbecue sauces out there, and I don't want to just create another thing just for like to be on the shelf. Um, and also, like my buddy, like, a, have you guys met CJ from Petios? Because he's a barbecue man, but he just came out with some all like, really delicious like barbecue sauces um, earlier this year. And uh, like, just trying to figure out like what I can do to capture the hot Charlie's ness and bring it to something <laughs> else. 
Like maybe like a hot chili toothpaste. I don't know. Ooh, you know, right, an idea. right before yeah. bed to feel the burn, the good burn. You know, <laughs> it's good burn. Sound you make like a ghostly green goddess. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like mm. that taste. It is good. Cool. Mm. Okay, so uh, Charlie, if people want to find your products or find you online, tell everybody what are your stats. Yeah, so just go to hotcharlies.com um, or search me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just Hot Charlies. Um, we're low. You know, we have. About 90 retailers all across Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois. So all of the supplement superstores, the Fresh Times in the region, Lucky's Market, Oakville Butcher Block out in South County. Um, but we have the full list on our website. Cool. Yeah. Very good. And then my uh, last question for you this evening. Do you have any asks or requests or recommendations for the folks listening to us? Anything at all? Something that I would ask. Um, <clears throat> try the hot sauce. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, like especially when people come out with products, is just tag them on social media when you try. Like that's been like the thing that I've enjoyed the most is interacting. Like I think that's why I like Instagram so much, mm-hmm. is because people can post like my hot sauce on on their story on how they're using it, and it's just figuring out different ways that people are using it. And if people, um, a completely different tangent has nothing to do with hot charlies, but like with regards to sobriety or mental health, is you know if people if if you're in a position right now where you're questioning if you're drinking too much or maybe you're struggling with mental health or depression or anxiety. Just to realize that you're not alone. There are a lot of other people out there, whether it be in the industry or out of the industry, that are struggling or have struggled. And just to to realize it's okay not to be okay, and that there are a number of support groups out there. So you know, if it's alcohol, you know, go to you know, AA is a great resource, or go to a therapist. And um, mental health, there's tons of great doctors. And just I think it's just starting that conversation where people can realize that their mental health is just as important as their physical health. I think it's easy online. For people to post, hey, I'm going to the gym, I'm down 25 pounds, but they're not going to post, hey, I went to my therapist and you know I changed my meds and I, I feel a lot more balanced now. I worked through some mm-hmm. daddy issues. Um, they're not really going to post that, yeah. and it's just giving people the, the the courage that it's okay and that there is you know like the sun will come out tomorrow, like it it's it's going to work out. You just need to get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Charlie. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you guys yeah. so much. And thank you for the uh, coffee cream brew. You are so and welcome. Tra- this, is ridiculous. this is ridiculous. Yes. It's good. So no more Folgers. I'm just going to be a well-being <laughs> coffee stout beer drinker. I don't house. know how much caffeine's in it, but I know it's got caffeine. So. I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts. Did you like what you heard today? If so, please tell a friend about our podcast. Visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash weeatstuff and choose one of the amazing rewards we have for you. Please join us next week for another interview, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Cheers! Cheers!